Hello and welcome to the 12 Minutes of Workplace Health podcast. I'm Harry Bliss, CEO and co-founder of Champion Health, and today we're joined by Matt Halsey, an investor, an entrepreneur, and a people director. Today, Matt's going to share his personal story around his challenges around his mental well-being as an entrepreneur, but then also the amazing work that he's doing with a global leading tech company, FitXR, to be able to support the team in being the best versions of themselves possible. Welcome to the podcast, Matt. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm good. It's good to be here. Yeah, really good to have you on. And we've obviously been speaking for the last year or so, so I'm looking forward to uh, our audience hearing your wisdom across the next 12 minutes or so. So would you just be able to start by just introducing a little bit about yourself and also your journey when it's come to mental health and well-being? Yeah, sure. So a bit about me. I started my... uh, I guess world of work in the in the field of recruitment. Uh, started an agency, moved in house, worked for FTSE organisations, um, worked my way up the ladder, um, and then I kind of got to a point where I felt like um, I'd done all I could do and, and decided to start my own business. Um, and that business uh, is a uh, outsourced recruitment business to startups. So I then have been running that for about the last uh, seven years or so, um, and. Um, I guess just pre going into the pandemic, um, I decided that I wanted to make a change in terms of not running that business anymore um, and moving into uh, an actual scale up. So I I currently work for a virtual reality technology company. Um, We build fitness experiences, um, so quite different to kind of what I was doing back in the day where we were working with drinks wholesalers and manufacturers. Um, But uh, but I love love the whole space of uh, scale up tech ecosystem um, and, and I'm very much firmly embedded in, in kind of a people leadership role. Um, the, the reason why I reached out, I guess, to want to talk about mental health is that I was really reflecting when um, I, I kind of was taking these steps just going into the pandemic about what had happened in my journey. And I, I, I started to write down like what had happened as being a founder of a business and what part I loved and what part I really just realized that I, I'd lost who I was. And I think it was probably about two years in, and I've, I probably feel like I live life on like the easiest life mode setting you can have, you know, white heterosexual male, um, comfortable family. I've got a great wife, um, you know, well-behaved dog, uh, daughter's turning three. I feel like I've got a comfortable life. Um, when I decided to set up my own business, it was, it was just one of those things where I just wanted to keep driving to do something more. And I, I'd actually kind of probably without realizing had been told throughout my whole life to like suppress feelings and suppress when you're dealing with anxiety or stresses. And I didn't really know what the signals were. And it was in about 2017, after about 18 months of running um, my company, I found myself at basically the lowest point I'd ever been. I was curled up on the floor in my um, living room basically full anxiety, um, not knowing what I was doing, um, just feeling completely out of control. And it was this sense of, I just had been pushing myself harder and harder and harder, and I had no outlet. I wasn't speaking to anyone. And it, and it took, it basically took me to get to that point of not knowing how to deal with everything and reaching this rock bottom moment to go, okay, this isn't right. Almost like the typical male aspect of physically something wasn't working, therefore, I've got to look into this. And it and it was all to do with mental health. It was all about me not prioritizing my own 
sense of understanding around like how I dealt with stress. You know, from a young age, my parents or my dad in particular, man up, you know, don't worry. You know, all these things are just, um, they're just things that happen. You know, get, you'll get over it. It's okay. Just brush it off. And for the first time in my life, it's like that, that whole idea was just nonsense in my head. I, I wasn't recovering. And I realized that um, I needed to really step back from it and talk to people and it took years. It took a good couple of years of surrounding myself with people that were knowledge experts on the topic, um, starting to follow people and companies like Sanctus and seeing Champion appear was amazing. And um, seeing people, and I guess like purposely deciding to follow and connect with people who had gone through something similar. And at, at that point as well, there wasn't many stories really published going out there about men in particular dealing with mental health struggles. and asking for help. And I always remember the campaign about ask twice to your mates and, and being able to like, you know, really you need to dig in. And if someone just says, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. It's quite a, a, a British thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine, shrug it off. But actually there's a lot of deep rooted challenges that people are, are dealing with. And I and I, I think when it hit me, I I really took some, some solid steps, which over a period of years um, helped me understand like why I'd got to where I got to and how I'm building preventative measures moving forward um, to basically just live a, a happier and healthier life. Um, and I would say that I live with mental health. Um, and I say with, because I don't believe it controls me or I don't believe it's something that um, is a label, but it's something that I believe it there's up, up and downs. It comes, it goes, and I believe it's triggered by various different things, but I feel like I'm stronger as a result of knowing that and being surrounded by people and knowledge and, uh, like networks that I can comfortably start talking about this um, topic, really. And off the back of speaking, and thank you for sharing that story, Matt, and um, some similar things I've experienced as a founder as well that have been some tricky periods, naturally, um, around entrepreneurship. But as as a male, um, do you think the stigma has eroded somewhat? Do you think there's still a journey to go? And, and what can we do to be able to support men in speaking and breaking the stigma? Yeah, I, I believe there's stigmas in potentially like generations. So certain generations will, and it's down to upbringing and, and your surroundings. I, I believe that there will be more prominent stigmas um, depending on what your environment has been and what you're exposed to in a working environment. So with, with breaking down the, the barriers of where those stigmas come from, I, I think it's about educating and continuing to educate through sharing stories, being open to talk about your own experiences and, and knowing that we are just human. Um, mm. I think remote working in particular makes it even harder and you have to work more strategically and twice as hard really to get through those, those barriers because you only see the tip of an iceberg of a person on a call yeah. and it's really hard to understand what's going on in their world. And so you have to be much more tactical with how you get to know people. Um, and I think from being a, 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 the, the male stigma is that there are a lot of assumptions that come into play. Um, and I think there's a lot of people, just from my own experience, that just don't talk out uh, in their own experiences or in public or write about it. Um, and I think anything we can do to elevate the, the balance is, is definitely going to help. 
I completely agree with you. And from your learnings, what are the things that you now put in practice for yourself and that other people can take away that are listening to this podcast that may have experienced similar things in the past? Yeah, I guess I guess there's two parts. There's the stuff that I put in place for myself. Um, I, I mean, it's a bit cliche, but like exercise for me has been a it's my mental health uh, detox. It's it's my meditation zone. I really struggle to like follow things like Headspace or, or, or Zen apps where they get you into a place of um, meditation. I, I find my mind doesn't wander so easily. But as soon as I'm out running um, or in a place where I feel like I'm getting into a, a, a good rhythm with doing a, uh, exercise, and it's typically is running or cycling, I just, my mind goes into all these amazing, weird, wonderful places and it helps. And I notice when I've not kept up my exercise regime that the little things start to feel more stressful than they used to. And I start to make bad decisions and then it all kind of snowballs. The same with like my relationships. Like we, we make sure that we, my wife and I balance like having um, as much us time as there is then just time with, with Frankie, our three-year-old daughter. So it's just about being really purposeful and planning dedicated time to, to to spend as a couple as opposed to always just kind of going through a hamster wheel. I think the other thing is like really strong measures about disconnecting from work. Um, when I when I was like full mode being a founder, feeling like I had to be available all the time, I was like, my customers are going to judge me if we don't get back within an hour or... And I, I basically have just got to a structure now where, uh, you know, out of office are, are on when on, on leave, um, no slack or any communication messages after certain hours or at the weekends. Um, and things do creep in, but it's on my terms as opposed to me feeling like I have to do it, which is how I used to be. And I, I feel people respect me more as a result of having those clearer boundaries. And I, I feel happier and healthier for it. I, I absolutely think that. And I think there's been a hustle culture whereby people um, have admired those people that hustle, 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 and often it's not even the case. Um, and so I think that's something that I can see you changing the dial in terms of that and working smart and hard is an important thing, but the working smart piece is really important within there and being focused when you are at work. Yeah, presenteeism and uh, I think remote, this is where I was going to go on the remote working piece that it's, um, I think the company's responsibility and what we're doing at, at FitXR is that we've had to really put an emphasis on how to support health and well-being so we have a dedicated channel it's all about people sharing what they've been doing how they've remained active which was super powerful yeah. through the winter because it needed it needed that curation so that people go oh okay it is sunny outside because it's really easy just to wrap up in your blanket through the winter and not want to leave the house which we know is not going to be helpful for uh mental health but i think i think there's only so much you can expect from the company but you have to know your own uh anchors and boundaries and people I found they respect you more when you're able to share them and yeah. and say why because they respect it and appreciate your honesty yeah I think that's really powerful and so you utilize slack and teams to be able to communicate those messages and you mentioned the power of storytelling how do you encourage people to share their story throughout organizations so yeah I, I did like a an actual uh we did like a fireside chat about the mental health awareness month last um, last month, and and we do a all hands once a week, and we basically allow there to be topics that are based on anything that's happening in the world, and it obviously mental health awareness month um, allowed us to have stories being shared from people in the business, and we had three people step forward. I, I also spoke about my own personal story, and it was forty minutes of just sharing what we'd gone through, and it. 
then helped people go, okay, this is normal. This is what we should expect in our environment. And then it allowed follow-on conversations. There's now like a subgroup of people talking about how to um, cope with like setbacks. And it's, it's, just, um, it's just allowing there to be lots of forums and open platforms to say that this is the norm in the culture and it's um, expected really. That's a really powerful message to finish on that. As always, 12 minutes is too short, but I want to say thank you for you joining today. I know how busy you are, so thanks for your time and, uh, and for your energy and input as well. Thanks that, Harry. It's been a blast. Appreciate it. For more exclusive insights and content around workplace wellbeing, please subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.